Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Noon hour here in Kansas City. Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp with you. For those of you that are just joining us today, just a couple updates on where things stand with yesterday's tragic shooting at Union Station following the Chiefs rally. We did get an update earlier today from Kansas City Police Department that uh, among the victims, the victims range between 8 and 47 years old. Uh, half of the victims are under 16, and three suspects have been detained, two of which are juveniles. They have not been charged at this point in time. Uh, recovering uh, of Recovery of several firearms at the scene Uh, That's where we're at. If there was any encouraging news out of something like this, it's the fact that of the 12 patients that were at Children's Mercy, uh, three of them are are there. So meaning a majority of them have gone home, have been released from the hospital, which obviously is is terrific news Uh, with uh, the updates that we continue to get. We will let you know someone that has been updating everybody over 441. KSHB 41 is our friend Mackenzie Nelson, who uh, Mackenzie, I mean, you, you can tell us just you're obviously the assignment of the day for you. You were having a great time on the parade rat like everybody else was. I saw you, you laying on the, the asphalt with Willie Gay having an interview, and that was the theme. That was the fun we were all having. And then very quickly after, of course, your assignment uh, changed for the rest of the day. Yeah, you know, you guys, it was like one moment. I was kind of walking the parade route near 17th and Grand, getting interviews with the guys. Everybody was celebrating, cheering, and then the next right Union Station, the guys are swag surfing with Chiefs Kingdom. And then it, it felt like just moments later, you saw everybody running, you know, every different direction because nobody knew what direction to go to get to safety. And so it went from a day of such like celebration to just complete chaos. And it seemed like a matter of minutes. How chaotic was it down there right at Union Station for you? Multiple people have reported there wasn't a lot of movement quick because of all the other noises that come with a parade confetti cannons and all the things in between. It sounded like there was kind of a mixed reaction from the crowd. Yeah, you know, you're right. We were at the center of that area of Union Station, just kind of in front of the stage. We had our own little riser where we were broadcasting live from for that rally at Union Station. And so there were a lot of us on that riser and our three anchors were talking after the the rally ended at Union Station. The guys were kind of getting off stage And I was just on the riser and I could have swore that I heard what I thought were gunshots. But again, I mean, you mentioned, Cody, that there was so much going on. You never knew if it was like the confetti cannons, fireworks, all that. And so I kind of just stood there and then I looked and I I saw people start to scatter. And I'm like, maybe that was gunshots. And then I swore I heard them again. And so I'm looking at the photographer, Al Miller, who's running these live shots for our anchors. And him and I are looking at each other thinking the same exact thing, like, yes. That is what I heard. And we start to see people start heading east. 
and it, it was really crazy because it was so packed down there and there were so many areas that were gated off because you had your VIP area, you had where, you know, the, the guys were towards the stage and then fans were kind of all over in the hill and other grassy areas. And there wasn't a lot of room to get out of there because of things being gated off. And so I start to see people kind of going east and then I start to realize they start running. We had people jumping fences. We had a couple of VIP members that actually came up onto our riser to take cover and kind of ask us if we knew what was going on. And so moments later, we're hitting the deck and we're all laying on uh, this riser that we were all anchoring from. And I think it was like, I don't even know, just maybe minutes later, everybody starts running into Union Station. And as we see people running into Union Station, it wasn't even 60 seconds later that they come running back out and police go running in. And then we saw everybody head um, east again. And so then there was a shooting on the east side. So it, it was like nobody knew where to go and nobody knew how to get out to safety. They thought running inside the Union Station to take cover was good. And then all of a sudden, all those people come running back out. And being on those rises, we thought with everybody running everywhere that our stage might fall down. And um, that was pretty pretty chaotic. We didn't know where to go. We thought just laying on the ground was probably the safest because nobody knew what direction was uh, safe. And then, I mean, 10 minutes after all the, the chaos was going on over in KCK, fireworks went off and it's like wrong time for those to go off. You know, people right. are in panic. We don't know where to go. And then you have fireworks going off over in KCK. So it was just a lot of chaos, but I will say the officers that were there over like 800 officers, I think is what KCPD said were, were on site. They did such a great job. And, um, you know, they came over and told us when we could get up and, and get out of the area and stuff like that. But for those 30 minutes, I think we were there, maybe even 45. It, it was, it was very chaotic. Mackenzie, did you have a chance once the, the scene kind of calmed down for, for a little bit and you were, you get, were given the all clear there on the risers right around union station. Did you have a chance to talk to anybody that, that kind of stood out to you and, and uh, residents of Kansas City that obviously were just going there to to have a great time. Yeah, you know, there were a couple people that were there watching the rally that had actually came up to our stage and, and took cover with us, and we didn't even know them. You know, we had no idea who these people were. This one girl, uh, I didn't even get her name, um, and I wish I did so I could reach out to her, but she was laying on top of me. Um, and I just hugged her when we were able to get up, and she, you know, went with her friend off to, to get out of the area and then, you know, walking back to – get on our 41 shuttle to get back to the station and out of the area, you know, just talking with people, everybody just couldn't believe it. And, and I will say there was like a video circulating on social media of um, some fans that, you know, had allegedly tackled uh, some of the suspects. And I don't know if we've confirmed those were the suspects or not, but I will say I saw something on social media that, that said the people that tackled those guys, that is Kansas city, not the people that were shooting and caused, you know, such a tragedy at such a, a day that was supposed to be, you know, amazing for Kansas City. So that, that kind of stuck with me. It's like in the midst of all this chaos and, and tragedy, it was like we still had people from Kansas City and Kansas City that reacted so quickly. And I think that represents, you know, who we are as a city much better. Alex and I are usually off a little bit from where the location is, including this time, right? We're all the way up at 20th and Grand. So you know, we're a six or seven minute walk away under most circumstances. You've been down there at the heart of it multiple times for the other parades or even this one before the moment took off. Has it ever felt like an uncontrolled environment or is it just until the shooting happens that makes it feel like there are too many people here to properly handle it? I, I think it was just when the shooting happened. I mean, I, I've never felt unsafe. 
you know we've we've had these parades before and and with us being you know uh the broadcast partner i was in the middle of the street with the team when they came down, you know, and so I'm just kind of a, a sitting duck in the middle of the street with fans lining both the streets. And, and I not once felt unsafe or that I was in harm's way, you know, and then going over to Union Station. Everybody is just there to celebrate. I never felt like I was going to be in an unsafe location or that I had to kind of keep my head on a swivel, anything like that, because we were all there for the same thing. And so I've never felt like I was ever unsafe. And when you looked around, there were police and law enforcement everywhere. I mean, we had law enforcement in uniform. We had law enforcement that were out of uniform. Like, everywhere you looked, there were people there to make sure everybody was having a safe but enjoyable time at this rally. And, you know, it just all changed so quickly. But I had never felt like I was in an unsafe location anywhere along that parade route. Mackenzie Nelson of KSHB 41, uh, we know you've been busy for the last uh, 15 plus hours you were on yesterday, I think it was, or something like that. So we really appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk about it, guys. There you go. Mackenzie Nelson uh, from 41 uh, and coming up a little bit later on the one o'clock hour, we'll be joined by Jackson Kurtz from from Channel 9. Uh, And as Mackenzie said, you go from an assignment that you you had planned all day, which was uh, to be right in the middle of the parade route, which she was as she was uh, interviewing players that the entire parade route down grand and uh, then to, to turn into uh, not only reporting, but as she described, I mean, they were, they were laying flat on the risers, uh, not knowing uh, what was, what was to come. And to hear her mention that there was a young lady that was laying on top of her, just because in that moment, you're just anything you can obviously to protect yourself and, and, and survive in that moment. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty jarring still to hear some of the, eyewitness type of accounts of those that were right there at Union Station. As you pointed out, we were eight, you know, eight minutes or so away uh, up on 20th and Grand. And all we saw was a huge amount of law enforcement vehicles flying down Grand. And at that point in time, we didn't know what was what was going on. We'll take more of your thoughts. 913-586-7610. More of what you saw, how you're feeling, uh, kind of get the voice of Kansas City. 913 586 Seven six ten. I'd asked about the parade thing because we had asked that question ourselves, and, and Mayor Q got asked about it during that same press conference you were talking about. Again, the updates and the numbers. This is what he had to say about what do you do about parades going forward if all of a sudden in Kansas City maybe people don't feel safe around them. I'll, 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 here's the thing: we have a plan for a St. Patrick's Day parade in Kansas City. We have parades all the time. I don't think they'll end. Certainly, we recognize the public safety challenges at issue that relate to them. This is why we have detectives right now who are doing important work to make sure that people who committed these offenses are brought to justice. We will learn about the types of firearms that are used, and we'll do everything that we can, both as a city and working with our state and federal partners, to see that we can help avoid these types of situations. Unfortunately, this is not the first shooting at a parade in our country or a rally. That is certainly a tragic uh, incident for us because we don't have experience with them. You asked the chief at the outset, is this Kansas City? Well, we've had parades like this before. We had one last year without this type of incident. We had a Kansas City Royals victory parade where we had almost no arrests in 2015. So I don't think in any way that this is Kansas City. I do think that there is a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, and there certainly is a gun violence challenge as it relates to major events. That, however, does not mean that Kansas City will stop having major events. We will do all we can to make sure people are safe. And that's why I think you're seeing so many people at KCPD and the Kansas City Fire Department doing work to address that. I understand the sentiment, and that was the sentiment that the police chief had given last night, that this is not Kansas City. But the second part of his sentence is part of the reason why it has become that. 
So the gun violence in this city in particular is out of control, and he knows it, and so do whoever other people around Kansas City know it. But I do think, uh, I think the NFL will at least have a very serious meeting about it. Up until this point, it's not that there had never been a shooting in or around a championship. You had mentioned the Denver Nuggets after they had won in like the post-winning celebratory yeah, out stuff. Out on the streets. Out on know, the streets, not yeah. during the parade. But I think the NFL will look at what if we just did it like a rally at the stadium with 80,000 people that have to go through a metal detector just like anybody attending an NFL game. And that would be a shame that we have to take away a celebratory moment that's supposed to be an incredible thing for the city and was all the way up until that moment was gold, an incredible moment for this city again, for the same reasons we talked about on the air yesterday. Wow. Look at them. Three in five years, everyone gathering a million people in the city, all celebrating together. This will make the NFL look at their parade policy and whether or not shrinking it, but making it more organized or structuring it in a different way. We're doing what like the Bucks did, right? Where it's a parade, but they're just on boats. Like I know that that was COVID yeah. related. Yeah, they. But do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, like there's I, a way I, to shrink uh, it. Yeah, look, I I think we we would all like to continue having these parades in in Kansas City, but it is yeah, a conversation well. that uh, is going to happen. And it sounds like based on what Nate Taylor was telling us, he's heard already. Maybe the NFL is already considering talking about and what that looks like. And yeah. We we would love to continue to celebrate with eight hundred thousand, a million other Kansas Cityans the way we have in. We have had four other or three other parades, I should say, without incident. Um, but we know that unfortunately, it takes one tragedy for sometimes there to be a pivot and a change. Uh, when we look at the parade aspect of it, is it something that has to be taken place at Arrowhead in the future? I have, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just talking out loud here. Is that the next step where there are? metal detectors and so you could have it at arrowhead yeah there's only seventy thousand people there we know the there nfl metal detectors getting NFL, the union station for an nfl, NFL, draft, NFL yeah. draft had metal detectors is there a way where there's a you know that also though was a limited amount of people it wasn't eight hundred thousand. it also was more than seventy thousand though but is that the the next path but then are then you're not even having a parade right because you can't possibly secure great all, all of grand street and have people there was a police chase off grand for a parade four years ago whatever it was right Right. The very first parade, there was a police chase coming yeah, down. Yeah, it's it, it. You know, I I believe that they will likely continue having parades the way we, we we have them currently. But it is definitely a conversation that has to happen. As as most people have pointed out today, we all know the Boston Marathon bombing. The Boston Marathon still happens. They didn't they didn't cancel the Boston Marathon because of that. Um, but there clearly has to be some more thought into what can be done. In this case, it sounds like according to the Kansas City Police Department, they are saying that it was a a dispute involving multiple individuals that ultimately prompted somebody or some multiple people uh, to open fire and with no regard whatsoever for life at all around them, clearly. And that's why we're sitting here today continuing to talk about one of the worst days in this city's history that should have been a huge celebration and was until around, what, 155 or so. We're, we're coming up on less than two hours from 24 hours of, uh, of the event occurring. If you missed it earlier on Fesco in the Morning, Scott Parks, who works over at KMBZ, he's been covering Kansas City News for a very long time. He had said he wasn't trying to necessarily rank, but when you have these situations, you run into the, like, what does this compare to relative to a tragedy specific to this city, right? Where you think of it as being a, a Kansas City-based tragedy that unfortunately we'll all have to live with for a very long time. I mean, he mentioned, like, the Hyatt collapse. And, like, I mean... And the firefighters who unfortunately died in the late 80s due to the arson 
And it's just like, gosh, is I mean, and then you know, the more you think about it, you're like, yes, this is going to be one of the biggest tragedies in this. Well, it's an event city's that history. We're all going to remember for the rest of our lives. I mean, it's it's it was an awful day in in Kansas City, and that and, and, and there's a lot of anger and frustration and sadness, of course, coming from that. But when you have something occur where schools were closed for the most part all across Kansas City, I mean, they're just about everybody. I know yeah. there's always a few. Just about everybody had no school. Like it's preschool is open, but my daughter's yeah. elementary school was closed, and and so you had people taking their kids, some of them for the first time, to a parade to celebrate. And I keep thinking about the image that we were joking about beginning of our show yesterday, the 10 o'clock hour, when we were waiting for the parade really to start, which was kids had brought Nerf footballs and, 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 and you know regular footballs or whatever as well, and they're playing catch across the the, the barricades to the other side of the gray, of grand and they're they're throwing it up to one balcony of the condos across the street from us when we're doing our show and everybody's chanting and cheering on the person to throw it up the next flight the, the next level of the balcony and all that like just pure joy and everybody innocent fun right what you should be able to do as a kid or really as anybody but certainly as a, as a child and then to see the day end up with children harmed with this terrible senseless act of violence is um is is horrific it's and we're all talking this thing out together today um and i think all of kansas city is heartbroken by the by the events and you know i I, yeah i don't know what the next cody the next parade looks like celebration there's a very good chance we're going to have another celebration at some point in the next decade because the the chiefs are going to be winning a lot of football games (laughs) still going forward heck the royals had a parade in 2015 you never know you pick any of the franchises in the area um, and there's a chance you're going to have another big time event. And as the mayor said in the, the, the audio you played, Cody, obviously there's a St. Patrick's Day parade. Now it won't have a, a million people like this did, uh, but it's going to have a lot of people. And there's going to be a lot of people maybe that we're planning on going to that parade that are going to choose not to since how recent it will be to this uh, to this particular event. And we we can go through and talk about changes that need to happen and things like that. We'll take your calls in just a little bit. 913-586-7610. But I, there, there has to to be some conversation about things that people don't want to hear. You know, there, there's a reality of what is going on in this city, and there's a reality of what just happened at a championship parade, and, and whether or not you can just be status quo. You, can, you can't have status quo. Uh, something has to change. Failed to protect children is the most upsetting thing of all of them. They're kids, man. Half of the people who were injured in this last night, at least according to the updated reporting, are children. Children. And... and school shootings and everything that has come of these things. It's like, we have to protect kids. Like we can't protect children. What's the, I mean, what's the point of any of it? Like, that's at least like, let's just start there before we get any further in the rest of this dialogue and the conversation. I understand the people will always want to, you know, have an argument over these things, but I mean, it's just the little simple things of all of the, you know, like, People you know, gold kids you know, all of them are down there just to celebrate parade. Not being able to protect them is what feels like such a massive failure in this. You know, children shouldn't have to be comforted by Andy Reid mm. in order to feel like they were safe in a moment that clearly wasn't safe down at Union Station. 913-586-7610. Uh, let's go out to Ken in Prairie Village who joins us here on Cody and Gold. Hey, I just want to shoot out some condolences and uh, heartfelt love for those people that were involved in this incident. But from there, I just want to say, this is not like a Kansas City parade problem. This is a Kansas City problem. Um, people get shot all the time. We can't stop parades just because a, cu- a few weirdos start acting out and doing dumb shit. 
Oh, um, we got to drop you. Sorry, you cursed there. I apologize. I, I, everything else, I was going to let you keep going, but I'm sorry. I know you just probably said it just casually, but got to dump you there. Apologize. I got close a couple times yeah, today, too, yeah, man. It's, it's all cool. good. I appreciate the call. I, I, we only cut you off because of that. I would have let you keep going, but unfortunately, uh, when, when the current hey, out of all days today, trust me, easier than ever for, too. A, I get it. for a curse word to fly, but we, just, we, we still have to dump it. I apologize there. Let's go uh, 913-586-7610. Uh, Josh and KC, you join us here now on Cody and Gold. Hey guys, appreciate you taking my phone. Send out my condolences as well, and um, my my thanks to the paramedics and uh, first responders, treating people, um, fans obviously too, helping each other out. Um, but I don't really want to get too political or argument arguing at all. But I mean, when like when is all this stuff like gonna happen? Um, when is all this stuff like just gonna stop? Um, I mean, I, it happens every single day, not only in Kansas City, but in the United States as well. And I don't really know if you guys recall the interview, um, the time when Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors coach, mm-hmm. yeah. was up at the podium. Um, and he was very livid and um, expressing his thoughts about, I forget what shooting took place um, before. That, unfortunately, that sentence it mm-hmm. speaks to it a little mm-hmm. bit right there. Yeah, and... Um, I mean, I just feel like it, it goes in an endless cycle. And, you know, obviously people in Kansas City who are closer with the city are going to remember this for a lot longer of time. But um, I I just feel like it's going to be not talked about in, like, the next couple of weeks. And everyone's just going to forget about it. And then maybe, like, a few months down the road, it's going to happen again. And then same thing, thoughts and condolences and prayers and all that stuff. And I, I just – I don't really know like what there is to do um, with with like a change, and um, yeah, that's that's all I really want really wanted to say. Um, I I just wish there was a solution. That's why I love Kansas City so much because everyone's like here for each other and everyone loves to rally with each other. And um, I don't know. I just wish more action would be taken to solving these these horrific events so appreciate you guys taking my phone call have a good one of course you too josh josh in, in kansas city 913-586-7610 and it's a it is a, a horrific cycle um a horrific cycle that we've we've been in for a long time that is for sure concerning how used to it you get i know that I mean, there's a, been a mass shooting well there was another couple shootings yesterday not just in Kansas. i mean they uh, high school in, a, in a a, high school in atlanta Yesterday, I believe four individuals were, were shot, if I'm not mistaken, down at a high school in, in Atlanta. Uh, 913-586-7610. We'll continue to take your phone calls. I do also want to play uh, a, a pretty incredible account of what happened yesterday with the individual, one of the individuals that tackled one of the alleged suspects uh, that joined Carrington yesterday. Tony, I, I want to play that for you guys. Well, also, as I said, take your calls. This is Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap with you. Q producing the show today. Here in about 25 minutes, we'll be joined by Jackson Kurtz, reporter for Channel 9, who is there around Union Station uh, throughout the entire day. Get his perspective. Uh, I believe he also, if I'm not mistaken, w- was at one of the local area hospitals as well, getting information. So we'll just get his perspective. And, and that's really uh, what we're all doing today is talking through this and, and everybody's reaction. And, and uh, really, if, if you were at Union Station as well and what you saw and now, frankly, the conversations that you're having with, in some cases, your maybe your kids or, or what your conversations are with coworkers as we're all trying to get through what was a horrific day in Kansas City's history. And let me just fill you in again if you missed it and you're just joining us for the first time today. Just the new information that has come out today. We did carry the Kansas City Police Department press conference earlier today. Police Chief Stacy Graves said that 23 people, now not 22, but 23 people were actually wounded in the shooting in the age range between 8 and 47. Half were under the age of 16. One person, unfortunately, has been confirmed uh, to have been killed by the gunfire. Three individuals detained, two of which are juveniles. They also mentioned at the press conference that multiple firearms were recovered during this. Investigators still asking for your help, though. If you were a witness, if you got cell phone footage, if you were also a victim of the violence, they have a dedicated hotline that is established uh, 816-413-3477. There's also resources throughout Kansas City uh, for those that need to talk to somebody. And that's, again, we're, we're also opening up the phone lines too, but if you need to talk to a professional, uh, there are resources in Kansas City. For example, a number we have referenced throughout the entire football season as one of our Red Friday sponsors uh, is uh, ComCare, 988. Dial 988. It's a 24-7 text call and chat, suicide crisis lifeline. There's also something uh, that you might not be as familiar with, but it's very important in the area. It's called Chat. That is a 24-7 text call and chat youth violence prevention support line. That's 816-799-1720. And, and, and Cody, I know you've done a lot of work with the Community Blood Center. They also, if you're asking how can you help immediately in the aftermath of this, the Community Blood Center, you can go to their website, type in your zip code. It'll tell you the nearest donation center. Especially if you're like me and you're the universal donor, they could absolutely need, I know everybody doesn't know their blood type. I don't know if we ever sorted if you know yours, gold. I don't. But (laughs) you can still donate blood even if you don't. They could use it across the board. And our friends over at The Battle Within as well, they had mentioned to me, specifically, if you need immediate help, if you're a first responder and you need immediate help, call 988, the same number we just mentioned. But if you're looking for therapeutic services, they offer those for frontline workers uh, free of charge with at least a minimum of six sessions. If you go to the Battle Within's website, thebattlewithin.org, you can get that as well. If you have any questions, you can't remember the numbers we offered you, you can always just send us a DM or send us a text on the show at 913-586-7610. Happy to pass that resource information along. And we want to continue to hear from you as well. Uh, 913-586-7610 if you want to recount what you saw down there or how you're feeling after what took place yesterday at Union Station. Happy to um, hear from you or at least uh, interested to hear from you and get your thoughts on yeah, you know we, what that was like from you. Yeah, we're all, we're all part of Kansas City. This is uh, 
uh, a terrible 24 hours, almost 24 hours now since the event happened at Union Station. And it does speak to a broader problem that that exists in many, many, many cities across the country. And certainly Kansas City is not immune to that, unfortunately. And uh, that is that is definitely part of the situation of yesterday as well. I do want to play a little bit of uh, an unbelievable eyewitness account uh, and the individual, one of the individuals that uh, tackled one of the alleged suspects, the video that I'm sure many of you have seen. It's been out there on every news outlet, every social media platform sure. of, of of someone and multiple people tackling this individual. Uh, Tony was, was the caller's name, and uh, he was in the video tackling uh, the suspect and Carrington had him on the show, and you got to listen to this. It's a pretty uh, stunning eyewitness account of, of what occurred yesterday. It basically happened about 10, 15 feet from me. I was at the intersection right where the, I guess the initial shooting started happening. Um, kind of dropped to my knee right when it first started. A couple people around us also started to do that as well. Didn't know if it was fireworks or gunshots at first. And then I just kind of know from just my experience, I know what, you know, continuous gunshots sound like, and it just sounded like gunshots. And then I see a guy laying on the ground with, you know, bullets in him, and then everyone's kind of getting away. Um, so I kind of start running away just to kind of get everyone out of the scene. And then as I'm running away, I literally run into one of the suspects that was in my picture and uh, on the video, but also the other guy that had his face shot off or his jaw was shot off. Uh, I literally ran right into them, um, <clears throat> kind of was startled at first, didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if he was like a victim or if he was, you know, part of the shooting or anything, but it just kind of looked fishy. So I kind of kept my eye on him as like all the chaos was going on. And I saw them pass a bag um, to, I saw the guy that got shot in the face, pass a bag to these three kids or whatever they were. And they go in between the semi trucks and look like they were messing with something and hiding stuff in their bags. And then they had a big car hire on and he was kind of hiding something. It looked like he was hiding something. So it looked just suspicious to me. I went up to one of the nearest sheriffs that I could find and I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, Hey man, these kids, these guys look kind of suspicious. Could you follow me? I want at least one to talk to him. And then we started walking up to him. And then as we started walking up to him, they start backpedaling and then they just take off from us. And me and the cop both basically take off after him. I had my eye on him. So I'm just trying to alert people in the crowd like this guy might be armed dangerous so I'm yelling at people around me and you can see me in the video just pointing at this guy tackle this guy this is the guy at least that I can see that you know was might be involved and I was just trying to help out as best as I could man I just didn't want anybody else to get hurt and I was you know thankful for the guys that also helped step up and tackle um, you know not everyone's planning on doing something like that in the middle of you know going to a parade so that was Tony uh, one of the many heroes yesterday that helped out law enforcement to tackle this alleged suspect as well. But to hear him describe how he, how he thought it out basically and why he put two and two together and wisely notified law enforcement and then, and then just took off after this guy. I mean, think about that. And I, I believe if I'm not mistaken later on in the interview with Carrington, he explained, I think he has some military experience, this individual, I believe he served uh, for, for served our country. Uh, and so shout out to him and, and not only for yesterday's actions, but uh, obviously for what he's done, you could tell his instincts just took over there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy to just like, well, this person looks suspicious and I'm going to make sure this officer knows I can see that. But then to actually be a person who chases them down and helps secure them. There were a lot of people there that were not law enforcement who. Oh, majority of the people. I mean, <laughs> no, who, who I mean, were like yes. doing these type yeah. of things to help others. I mean, that's, it's crazy. Good for that guy. Don't let that say, Incredible. you know, we're talking about this at the parade. Like, don't let Nick Allegretti buy. Don't let that guy buy a drink in this town. 
I also, like I saw multiple people say it, Matt Miller or, you know, like I was like, just get that guy chief season tickets <laughs> for life and just, you know, let him, let him be a chief's hero forever. It's fine. Give him 50 yard line. Just let that man enjoy his chief's fandom forever in a moment in which, you know, panic is real and you should be scared for your life. He stepped up. I mean, and if that's the case, you know, just what, well, a, what, were, a cool, um, what, a, what an incredible moment. There were know? a lot of amazing uh, people that did step up in the middle of this awful shooting, and, and whether it was Tony, whether it was the other individuals that tackled. Uh, we also know that you had hundreds of law enforcement that were heading in the opposite direction towards danger while everybody else was running in the other end uh, to try to protect those. We, we've heard, and we'll play it again, Chiefs players that were comforting uh, children that were fearing for their lives. Yeah. Uh, we, we'll play the Trey Smith interview on Good Morning America this morning. If you missed it, 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 it's hearing him talk about it, how he just grabbed a kid. He's like, you're coming with me, is how he described it. Like, I'm protecting you is is, in, is incredible to hear. Um, and so we'll play that again coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Reminder, about 15 minutes from now, Jackson Kurtz of Channel 9 will, will also join us. We'll continue to take your phone calls, 913-586-7610, as uh, Kansas City tries to get through uh, the events of yesterday and uh, to talk this thing out and something that is going to impact all of us in Kansas City for the rest of our lives. I do want to go out to Ralph in Lee Summit. Ralph, you're on with Cody and Gold. Well, first of all, I want to kudos to kudos to Tony and anybody that acted like him. He's my, he's my kind of guy for sure. Um, I actually work. Um, I have a stop down in the Fairfax area and yesterday I was on my way down there. And I about 11 o'clock, I was going by I-70 and looked up and saw the masses of people, and there are a lot of people. And the first thing I thought, and this is a sick thing to say, but the first thing I thought is this is just a an absolute, um, it's just an absolute perfect place for a bad actor. And, you know, with that many hundreds of thousands of people around, you know, you've got to, got to believe there's bad actors in the group. This is a perfect place for somebody to do something stupid. And I was just torn apart on my way home when I, when I heard about this. But one of the things I want to say is if we're ever going to stop this, we've got to stop treating these criminals better than the victims. There's got to be a price they pay, and it's got to be equal to or worse than the punishment that they're doling out, or it's never going to stop. You know, if these kids get off of this, whoever they are, if they're found guilty and they get off with a light sentence and people start talking about mental health and all of that crap, you know, I'm just telling you, people need to be held accountable for their actions, period. And when that happens, maybe some of this will slow down. Ralph, appreciate the call. Ralph in Lee Summit joining us here on Cody and Gold. That's absolutely part of the conversation. That is absolutely part of the conversation to what we were discussing earlier. Yes, this is the event that's going to get all the attention because it was at a Chiefs parade. It was a Super Bowl parade. There was a million people there. But if it ends up being what the police to this point have said, Cody, which is a dispute between multiple people, uh, and it wasn't one person that decided to show up and, and, and shoot a bunch of people, but it was a dispute, as in the same type of disputes that happen on a daily basis in cities all across the country, something has to happen. And again, I'm not pretending that I have all the, the solutions to that, but I think that caller and other things you've brought up, Cody, and we've brought up on the show, I think all are part of the equation for what has to be discussed and determine what can act. Because status quo just is, is, is not going to work. We've, we find that out over the last decade. Status quo does not work. 
whatsoever with any of this. Nor has it for, I mean, I mean, I can go back to multiple incidents that seem like a, even a firmer line in the sand than that in which inaction eventually leads to this. But yeah, of course, can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. I don't want to be used to it. That's not fun. 39 years old and, you know, like, look, I guess I'm lucky that in America somehow this is only my first time being near a mass shooting. Hooray for me. I made it this long without having to experience even being on the outer circles of it. But yeah, of course. I mean, I, I understand we can't just keep living the same cycle. Um, very tired. And honestly, what I said earlier was, you know, you're tired and you're sad. But you're just, I'm just mm -hmm. mad. Mad at all of it. That it continues to happen. That there's an action towards the things that are happening. Um, that reform isn't in place in order to fix these problems and so on. And then mad at the individuals who chose to take this, like, this is where you want to take your problems, huh? In front of a million people, this is where you want to take your issues. Some of them are juveniles. Most of half of the victims are juveniles. It is a damn shame, again, as I had said earlier, that children are both involved and were victims of this crime, and that's where the frustration starts. You can't protect kids. You can't really protect anybody. We know that based on a lot of other things, and it just feels like going back to, like, various, you know, school shootings, like, anything to stop that? Yeah. We're not moving anywhere closer towards it just because this event took place in Kansas City, which is incredibly frustrating. 913-586-7610. Continue to take your phone calls here on 610 Sports Radio. Let's go out to Travis in Springfield. Travis, you're on Cody and Gold. Hey, thanks for, for having me on. And I'll just say, I, I did not, I was not at the parade and the rally. Thought about it. And I just couldn't, I don't, I don't do well in big crowds and I have little kids. And, um, but I got, got me thinking, after the fact, and this is like, I saw the stats. There, there have been more you know, mass shootings, and I don't know exactly what that definition is, but more mass shootings in this calendar year than there have been days in this year, and that to me is like breathtaking. And then we'll wake up tomorrow, and then there'll be there'll be more that make the news or that won't make the news. All I'm, where I'm going with all this is talk about having change, and there's mental health things that go into it. There's a lot of systemic problems that go into it. Talk about things we want to do, like right now. Yeah, let's go to the you know, community blood center. Yes, all good things. Folks, a lot of this stuff happens how, like, I'm very, like, down the middle on this. A lot of this happens, like, how we vote. And if you really want to have, like, make changes, you want to get funding for school system to do certain things, to have better school systems, to gun reform, well, you Better call up your your county commissioners, your governors. Both the governors were there, like on the scene. I know they both have stances on on things like that. We have amendment rights, but if if they don't make any changes, having literally they could have been impacted by it. I mean, I'm not trying to get political, but that's where a lot of it starts: is how we vote, how we give our time of ourselves. It'd be really interesting to see how you know, we got a lot of really influential celebrities, athletes in the area who were at the event, how they're going to use their platforms, how they're going to stick their neck out and, and advocate and be a part of the change. But at the end of the day, it comes down to all of us living in, in the city and you know, in the surrounding areas. Cause tell you what, it's just going to happen again. And, um, and maybe we'll be desensitized to it because it just, it's always the same thing. Just a different day. It's very sad, very angering, 
heart goes out to everybody impacted by it. That's all I got. Really appreciate you guys opening up the lines. There you go. Travis uh, joining us here on Cody and Gold, 913-586-7610. And like I said, we're going to let people just talk it out, not pretending to to have all the answers to, to solve. Uh, not just, again, it's not about yesterday. It's obviously a, it's, it's a much Broader bigger issue, issue in, in this country. But talking this out, because a lot of times, whether it's at a professional or not, but being able to just voice your opinion on something as awful as yesterday, sometimes it is therapeutic. Just even like, just being able to talk it out and not feel like you're bottling it up inside. But being able to just talk to people about it. And it, frankly, I know I maybe I speak for you. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Like, Doing four hours, like some people, we've got, I've got some text earlier, like, man, that's gonna be a really tough show for you. Oh, it's definitely not the type of show we ever want to do. I'll tell you that. But at the same time, talking it out is better than me just sitting at home, talking it out with you, Depends Cody, and talk, talking it, <laughs> talking it out with you, my mood. talking it out with you and with our listeners and, and interacting with people. I think it's healthy. And it's it's good to do that, yeah. and and that that's kind of where I stand today on. On and everybody deals with stuff differently too. For some people, actually being by themselves for a little bit is better. Right? Everybody's gonna. For me personally, I like to be able to talk it out, and it's better than me just just watching TV all day and and being frustrated and and angry. Being able to talk, I'm angry. I'm definitely still angry, but being able to talk it out uh, on this platform helps for us too. Yeah, the doom scrolling version of what I was doing last night probably yeah, wasn't that's not the healthiest. Um, certainly did it. It's probably not the healthiest, but I certainly did it. Just depends. I would tell never tell people how to grieve. Uh, people definitely do that in their own way. But if anything, it's just giving you a voice uh, and a platform in which to do it. I would prefer to never do this kind of show. I had brief thoughts last night of just not doing this one because not be you know because I don't want to. I don't want to have to have those conversations for four consecutive hours. The day after, not even a day after, we're coming up on 24 hours, yeah. after an event of that magnitude in this city, um, you know, giving you a voice, if that helps you a little, or listening to this, if that helps you a little, it's probably worth it. Look, I, it, you know, fortunately, and, and I hope that it never happens again, fortunately, this is the first time we've had something directly impacting Kansas City like this in this fashion that, since you and I have been on the air. Yeah. Um, I, I have been... I think much like you, time for I've been in radio for 12 years now, roughly, something like that, and working in other markets. This, unfortunately, like is the sixth different type of show uh, where the whole show ended up being about a, a horrific tragedy in the community. Um, and it's ones that it's, it's, it's six too many. Um, but unfortunately, this is something that happens all, all, all the time. And I think the caller prior to this was, was correct. And like, you can't be immune to it though. And that's the problem is like, we're in this terrible cycle of uh, eventually the new cycle ends and kind of everybody just waits around and nothing happens. And then um, we find out six months from now or less than that, unfortunately, something else can happen. We don't know where we don't know what a venue uh, can I truly. I mean, we've said it for truly can happen anywhere. We are way past the, oh, it'll never happen in this venue. We just had it happen at a parade with a million people celebrating a happy day in Kansas City. Yeah. We've had it happen at, I don't have to tell you, all the different venues that over over the last decade, places you thought were quote-unquote off-limits, but not, not off-limits to idiots that have no regard for human life, which is what happened yesterday. Coming up next, someone that was there. Jackson Kurtz from Channel 9. He was there covering the parade. He ended up obviously covering the shooting as well. I want to get his perspective on all of this next here on Cody and Gold.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.